coming to you from a cozy little condo high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome, Welcome to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts. Hello and happy Tuesday to you. We wake up to another gray day in the city of Atlanta. Cannot wait for some blue skies and some sunshine and some 70 degree weather. You know, that two week period in mid-April before we get to the stifling heat. That's what I'm looking forward to. Anyway, when I started the show in October, I thought for sure, for sure, this was going to be hard. Like on the daily, what am I going to come up with? I better book a guest who can talk so that I don't have to come up with stuff to talk about within the hour-long show. And yet, there are days like today where it's like manna from heaven. Holy smokes. I will caution you, if you've been watching the Speaker of the House voting process, whether on C-SPAN or CNN or Fox or MS, it is the same circus act from different camera angles. It's hilarious. There's a rule in legislating that you don't go into a vote if you don't know you got the votes. And yet Kevin McCarthy, bless his heart, he is sitting there knowing he ain't got the votes. Didn't even win the first round of votes. Hakeem Jeffries got the plurality. Unfortunately, we don't pick our Speaker of the House that way. It's got to be a 50% plus. Otherwise, Hakeem Jeffries would be Speaker of the House. How did the one uh, the one voter say? The bad brother from Brooklyn. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be so awesome. And if New York doesn't mess up their redistricting the way they did, we'd have had that. Mm. Mm. Nonetheless, uh, that's not going to be the, the full brunt of the show today. I, I will talk about that in segment three. And uh, it's just kind of weird how Marjorie Taylor Greene is the, the voice of... <sighs> Feels weird to say this. Reason? Ugh. I mean, she's not, but because she's missing out on a key lesson to be learned here that all Republicans need to learn. There's a word that they have like issued for like, I don't know, 20 years now? When did Obama get in? 2009? Yeah, for at least 13 years. That nasty word leaves such a bitter taste in their mouths. They can't even stomach saying it. Come. They can't do it. They're incapable. The party that can't govern itself because they're incapable of compromise wants the American voter to believe that they should be in control of all levers of government so that they can not compromise more. If the American voter isn't watching this and going, wait, we put that party in control? Yeah, please, I hope they're paying attention. What else is going on today? Yesterday, by the way, we had a great guest. Dr. Michelle Au joined us. I uh, had been looking forward to talking to her for a couple of weeks. I'm glad we finally got to do that. She is introducing some legislation today that I thought would be worth pointing out. Oh, first, you know, before I get to that, you know how we talked about uh, the average person can't really run for state office? She and I talked about that. We brought it up a little bit. How about this? Congresswoman-elect Marie Glusenkamp. Uh, Perez said something very similar to CNN. Listen to this. What I've seen is that to get elected, um, to, to be in Congress takes so much money. It takes so much, um, such a, a network. 
Yeah. I think it's really, really hard for normal people to be elected into Congress. And mm -hmm. I feel really grateful to have had this unique set of circumstances where I was able to communicate with my district and, and um, able to put my experiences to use in a way that I think will serve my district well. And what can, what can leaders, Democratic leaders on Capitol Hill learn from that experience and from you? Well, um, I don't think it's really about me. I don't think it's about me as an individual. I think it's more about sort of the overriding principles of building a Congress that looks more like America. Yes. I think that the candidate selection process is fundamentally broken. Mm -hmm. You know, what people think makes it, what a lot of like, kind of political people think makes a good candidate, a lot of Americans don't agree with anymore. We mm -hmm. don't just want like, uh, single men who have a law degree. You know, mm -hmm. we want people that fix things for a living. We want young moms. We want people that struggle to get a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And you are one of those young moms. We should note you have a 16-month-old. I know you have a lot of family members here. Congresswoman-elect, soon-to-be congresswoman. Thank you so much for joining with Thank us. She made some salient points, points that we were making yesterday with Dr. Michelle Al, who, by the way, as we mentioned, introduced some uh, idea for new legislation when they get sworn in next week. First in background, uh, fellow state representative Scott Holcomb from the 81st district, he's a Democrat, he tweeted, Georgia is a battleground state, yet the delegation that we are sending to D.C. for the new Congress consists of nine Republicans and five Democrats. People claim mandates in the will of the people. Bollocks. Dr. Michelle Al grabs that tweet, retweets it with this. Further, in becoming a battleground state, Georgia has trended steadily more Democratic in the past decade. Yet, as of the last redistricting cycle controlled by the Republican majority, Georgia legislature, our congressional delegation skewed even more towards the GOP, with eight Republican, six Democrat, going to nine Republican, five Democrat. She followed that tweet with another. Those who believe in a representative democracy might reasonably task an independent redistricting commission to draw our electoral maps. I've drafted a resolution to put this question to Georgia voters because voters should choose their representatives, not the other way around. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir, Mr. Holcomb. Both of you, get that on the floor for a vote. Let the folks in the state of Georgia see how their representatives vote for that. I'd put my life savings on this, y'all. Democrats overwhelmingly support that. Independents would, too. Republicans would be in the minority. And that's why the GOP-led legislature and Brian Kemp, governor of Georgia, will not let that come to your ballot. Mark my words, they don't want that. They don't want you to have control over your democracy. Watch this not happen. And I'm going to keep talking about it every time Dr. Al or whoever else on the Democratic side of the aisle in the General Assembly brings this up for a vote or up for discussion, I'm going to spotlight it. And I'm going to tell her to tell me when it comes up so that I can spotlight it. We are not going to sit quietly while the will of the people gets suppressed. And I know there are those clapbacks from the right. Oh, mob rule. Well, wait a minute. You don't like when mob rule decides who the president is, but you are okay with it when it decides at the state level who a governor is. Why is one bad, the other good? And why would we not let independent-minded people 
or an independent process draw lines when it's 2022, a computer program could do that. Literally, you just spit numbers into the program. You say, all right, here are the geographic things you need to work out. Here are the counties. Here are the numbers. Give us districts. It would be done. Done in seconds, if not minutes. Who would be against that? Except those in power who don't want to lose the power that they know they only have because they've been in charge of the lines that keep them in power in the first place. Go Dr. Al. Okay, let's pivot to City Hall real quick because we talked uh, a good bit yesterday about the paid ad that two city councilwomen uh, paid for in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They were written by Andrea Boone and Marcy Collier-Overstreet where they were calling Atlanta City Council President Doug Shipman to task for his new slate of committee chairs not having one black woman in a chair. Now, the ad had just come out like two days ago, but these committee roles were made December 5th of 2022. Not sure why or what sort of weeks-long lack of or communication or missed calls or not answered texts or whatever took place that led these two women to taking out an ad in the AJC, but here we are. And Doug Shipman blinked. He caught a lot of heat, not just from the ad, but from even civil rights advocates like Gerald Griggs, head of the Georgia NAACP, who said, as a black man raised by a black woman, loved by black women, raising a black woman, I want to make sure that not only black women have a seat at the table, but they're at the head of the table. So Doug, give me a call. Council President Shipman said Tuesday that now Marcy Overstreet will stay as chair of the city's zoning committee, meaning uh, Councilman Matt Westmoreland, who was going to be the chair, will remain the vice chair. In an article in the uh, Supporter Report in December, Shipman thought Westmoreland would be good to chair zoning because a zoning rewrite process is underway. Westmoreland has been serving as vice chair of zoning. Then again, Marcy Collier Overstreet was the zoning chair. So if continuity matters, I don't quite. Anyway, he made right on a wrong and hopefully cooler heads will now prevail and we'll have some unity in City Hall. Okay, next segment. There has been an arrest in the death of the Fulton County Sheriff's Deputy James Thomas. We'll have that for you next segment. And we got to talk about Brian Kemp and Burt Jones flexing on being tough on crime when the data shows Atlanta actually is. More Ron Show on America One Radio after this. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with EXP Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not, between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness, you could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before, but I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, 
You are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website ronontheReal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with EXP Realty.